You are listening to the Heath Fluids Podcast, and we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the Second Chance Coachman, Michael David Huey. Welcome to another session of the Heat Fluence Podcast. Wow, this is a super exciting day. Every day is super exciting, but I'm in my new home, and I took a little bit of a break from the podcast as we were moving, and I was like, okay, Lord, like, I have this list of people that I want to talk to and I want to get to know, and I always say this selfishly, like, when I'm doing these podcasts, it's obviously for others, but it's really for me and my wife. Like, we just love getting to connect with people especially people that support us in ministry and this transition in full-time ministry has been different. And now I just know that the podcast is going to be used to influence lives. Yesterday I was chatting with some friends of mine and just about the impact that ministry can have and in the marketplace, in the church, in the school system now for me. And it's just been amazing. Like I just had a meeting with my area director for the fellowship of Christian athletes. And he's like, Isn't it amazing when you have connections with people and in ministry that just expand the kingdom exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think? And so when you get that and you understand that, that's when things really change. And so a couple months back, I had the privilege of one of my friends, Mark Harbert, saying, oh, you got to meet this guy, Steve Hopper. And I was like, you mean the guy you just interviewed on your podcast? And I was like, did you just interviewed you on his podcast? And I was like, yeah. Did you see hear it? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, tomorrow we're like going to this conference that he's put it on. Right. And I was like, okay. Like, he's like, really? And so Mark Harbert is one of my very good friends. He just made a decision this week to also to sponsor us in ministry. And you just have these connections. Right. And so my wife and I went. And there was just a couple people in the room that we really resonated with and connected with. And so one of my guests today is probably one of the most impactful people that we got to connect with since we left that conference that day in Tampa. And it was really funny. I actually canceled something that I was doing so that I could go with my wife. And, you know, you just, you know, when you're obedient, like my word for this year is obedience. And if you've ever read the book, One Word by Dan Britton, Dan is one of the upper level people in FCA that I'm a part of. And, and so when I shared this with him a couple weeks ago, he's like, wow, that's a pretty bold word for this year that the Lord gave you because everything that we do should be out of obedience. Right. And I'm super excited for you all to get to know Sylvia, because I think it's important that as we build solid relationships with people that we share them with others, you know, like I said to Lisa, like, you know, I want her to come speak and at some of the the women, the girls things that we're going to put on for FCA. Like I want people that pour into us to pour into other people. And so today has been ministry all day. Like I literally came, I told, I, I actually texted somebody. I was like, can you give me 15 minutes extra time? And she's like, yeah, take your time. And I hate when people say that. Cause I'm like, no, I can't take my time. Cause I, I, I like, <laughs> I know that people's time is honorable. And so I just want to welcome. So point says to the, Heathfluence podcast. And so, Sylvia, I'm so excited for us to do this interview. Like, I feel like we're going to be lifelong friends, but we're going to make a lifelong impact in the kingdom. So, thanks for being with me today. Yes. Amen, Mike. I want to thank you for inviting me to come on. You know, I really 
appreciate the ministry that you and Lisa are part of. I did not grow up in a Christian home. I did not grow up knowing the Lord. So one of the things that I'm passionate about is helping the youth come to know the Lord. Because when I look back, I would have done so many things differently had I had a personal relationship with Jesus. But because I didn't, you know, I made choices in life that had consequences, but God, you know, like he's the ultimate GPS and he'll reroute us and he'll make, you know, his word says that he makes the crooked path straight. And that is so true. And that, you know, my testimony speaks about that. As I said, I did not grow up in a Christian home and I was 40 years old, 41, actually, when I got saved. And basically I challenged God to show up in my life. I had come to one of the darkest moments in my life at that point. And I just kind of like threw my hands up. I came to the end of myself and I said to God, if you're real, now would be a good time for you to show up in my life because where have you been? And, you know, I wasn't convinced that he existed, but I thought if he existed, he created me for the sole purpose of having someone to punish. Mm. And when I look back now, I see that that was the lie that the enemy fed me. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's awesome. And so, yeah. And so I believe that lie from early on in my life and I kept away from God. So, you know, here I am a grown woman with, you know, two children. And here I am now really, really calling out to God for the first time in my life. And, you know, what happened after that, you know, people often ask me, how could you have approached the creator that way? Mm, and that's my, good. My, you're part of the 10 percenters, right? Sylvia. You're part of the 10 percenters, because before she dives in, this, I just want to say, throw a kind of a side note in there. Every survey or everything that I've ever looked at says that 90% of believers get saved before the age of 18, right? 90%. That means when you line up generations of generations and generations of and decades of believers, nine out of 10 of those come to know Jesus before they become an adult. So side note in there, Sylvia is part of the 10 percenters. So yeah. Talk about that. Talk about that approach. And I'll just say this before she goes, like I just had this revelation and vision as she was speaking and she knows I like to do this. So I just had this vision of her being like Moses, like just casting and saying, or, you know, it's, it's like, I felt when the Lord told me to go into full-time, I got goosebumps. Like when I went into full-time ministry, I felt like the young boy that went to Jesus and said, like, what do I got to do? Like, what is it you want me to do? He's going to him saying, how do I get eternal life? And I'm going to him saying, like, what's next? And he says, go and sell your, give away your businesses and keep one and then come and follow. And I was like, uh, are you sure? Like you didn't see me lose everything in 2019 and like mm -hmm. been paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for debt. And are you sure? Mm -hmm. So talk about that. Talk about that, the boldness that allowed you. And then what transpired after that? Because yeah. what I failed to say is that Sylvia is a coach. She's a nurse. 
she's an entrepreneur. She's a business owner. She has a podcast. I will say this. We always say this in our house, like we wear multiple hats, right? Like you put on your sock hat, you know, you put on your different hats. So talk about how that transpired just from your boldness to ask that question. So, you know, Mike, when I'm asked, how could you have approached? Because I'm not asked like in curiosity, I'm asked as if it's offensive, right? To some people, how could you have approached the creator of everything that way? And my response is, The scripture says, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And as I said just a few moments ago, I believed in my heart that God did not care about me. I believed that if in fact he existed, he only created me to have someone to punish. And just to give a backstory, my father was killed when I was a year old. It was Mother's Day. He went to buy a bottle of wine. He never came back the store where he was buying the bottle of wine was robbed and he was a casualty when that happened. So I grew up not knowing my dad. I grew up seeing other little girls having their dad, you know, dance recitals and school events and whatnot, but I didn't have my dad. I didn't even have a memory of my dad. Like, you know, it was like a ghost, right? And so right there, that in itself, is huge on our identity, plays a big role on our identity, on feeling received, not rejected, feeling like an orphan versus son or daughter. And so I grew up with that. So by the time I was challenging God to show up, I had basically two failed marriages. I was raising my kids, struggling to raise my kids on my own. It was like the weight of the world was on me. And I remember just imagining myself like an octopus, trying to be everything for everyone, solve everything, right? I was the savior, right? But I never called out to him before. I was getting it all done. And then on a side note, let me just add, when I did turn to any spirituality, it was occultism. I was delivered from the occult practices. So- there was a mind, lot you going mind on sharing in, you mind sharing a couple of those what were you kind of into so i was into all kinds of energy work new age astrology um, all that astrology tarot card readings mm. you know i started seeing in the spirit when i was four by the time wow. i was 13 i was reading tarot cards i could tell what was going on with people i could but see you didn't know that it was the holy them. spirit then <laughs> right. And the thing is that these are gifts that God gives us. Only right? he but gives them. Yeah. Only he gives them. But when we are not grounded in him, when we don't know him, Amen. the enemy comes in and he tries to distort the gift that God yes, has given does. us. That's yes, why you does. have psychics who really have been given the gift of prophecy. Right. So that's what they happens. just don't know. So. Just and you think, know. yeah, yeah. And think about it, Sylvia. I just had this thought that the Lord just put his thumb in. You know, as you were saying that, think about it like this the word of God says that people perish for a lack of knowledge, right? Like, right. it's there's a good friend of mine. His name's Ray Higdon. I think you might have saw uh, Steve interviewed him a couple weeks ago. He's one of my great friends, probably one of my closest friends. And he got recently radically saved a little yes. over a year ago. And he said it, it was like, hey, it was like, I didn't realize I had, I mean, like 
he's one of those Christians that went from the like the cooing to like running a marathon, right? Like preaching the gospel because those gifts were there, but they were never manifested or used because he just thought, hey, it's the universe giving me, you know, this success in business. It's the universe making me this. And then when the Holy Spirit came in, he's like, oh, it's not the universe. It's not the tarot cards. It's prophecy. It's words of wisdom. It's words of knowledge. It's those things that the gifts of God are without repentance, right? So you repent then of those things and then God brings those right. in. So yeah, so so go on. I think that's yeah. awesome. I just, I like to hear some things that people are involved in so that when people are listening and they realize that, you know, we laugh when we hear this, we say, oh, the truth, we, you know, what sets you free? And we hear the truth, but the real truth is in the gospel is in the word of God is in the revelation that comes from the things. Once you're acknowledged and you replace those lies that you believed for so long with the truth. Right. And so, yeah, yeah that's awesome. Continue to share. That was awesome. So I was, I mean, just completely involved in all of these things. I was also doing a lot of energy work. I was a Reiki master and I was a yoga instructor. I had become a yogi. I had become a Kabbalist, like everything under wow. the sun. But again, you know, for anyone listening out there, there's a void inside of us that I know that only can be filled by God. And when we don't know him, we are out there searching and looking. I knew that there had to be something more. I was searching for that something more and I was searching for it in all the wrong places. And mm. this is where I say, but God. So I challenged him to show up. And a few months later, about five or six months later, in the middle of the night at about 4 a.m., I had a face-to-face -face encounter with Jesus. Glory to God. Yeah. And, you know, the truth is I woke up speaking in a language I did not understand and there was this power in my room that, to be honest, initially scared me. And I thought- I remember that my day. First... I remember that day. I yeah. remember that day very well. Just so you know, a side note, Sylvia, all the people that I've been interviewing, I've, I've done over 170 some of these interviews now. So we all have these things in common. Like I got, same thing happened to me when I was filled with the Holy Ghost and I was in my bedroom and I- I was sweating. I felt like a consuming fire. I felt like I was on the day of Pentecost, all these things. So, yeah. So just a side note, we have a lot of those things in yeah. common. So, yeah. So before I had that encounter, I was praying two prayers. One was, if you're real, I need to know you. Amen. I cannot pick myself up again. I need you to help me. I need you to put me back together Thank because you, I felt like, Humpty Dumpty that had the great fall and couldn't be put Didn't back get back together. up. They just kept right. wobbling over, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like the weeble so, wobbles we had when I was a kid. The weeble wobbles, but they don't fall down. Yeah. They, just so they fall down, I, but they don't get back up. They don't get back up. So I felt like this time I could not put myself back together. And I had to get back together because here I am a single mom. I have my two children that I, you know, that are still home with me and I have to continue being a mom and they're and doing for them. And I'm a nurse yeah. and, you know, my patients are depending on me. And yes. so, and just life in general. So my second prayer was that I would pray and honestly, I would pray it. And I was hoping that this is the one that would get answered. I'd say, please just take my life. 
I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. This is not, you know, anything that I just want to be part of anymore. And I would say to God, but I want you to do it because I don't want to do it. I don't want to hurt my children. I want you to do it this way. They will blame you just as I've always blamed mm. you. Well, thank I God he didn't like, do that. I'm just saying, just decide, you know, I got to throw another side yeah. note in here. Just thank God that that did not happen. Life and death is in our tongue. And sometimes when we even speak death, God, the vision that I had as you were speaking that is, Sylvia, is that how God rescued you in that time frame is that when the enemy comes in like a flood and you speak out of your mouth, like, like you said in the scripture before, the Bible, the Holy Spirit showed me this about three months ago, that the Bible says that when the enemy comes in, the Lord raises up a standard. And what we yeah. don't realize is, is that standard is him. It's right? him. Like, exactly. He's the one that protects us. He's the one that does that. So I just wanted to say yeah. I'm thankful that that didn't happen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Well, I've got to also add that in the time that I was praying this, again, my face-to-face -face encounter was about five or six months after I called out to God. But in those five or six months, there was a hunger and a thirst that came inside of me to be close to Jesus. And I would just speak to him all day long, you know, go to my room and close the door and just go on the floor and just start crying and just speak to him as if I'm, you know, you, like you and I are speaking right now. And I was just searching. I desperately wanted, I had to know if he was real, but in that wanting to know if he was real, it was almost as if the spirit inside of me knew that he was real and that my life was about to change. So yeah, as these months are going you, by, right? He'd been drawing, he'd been you drawing me. Right. Exactly. Drawing he was, he was drawing me in. I was watching testimony after testimony on YouTube about people who saw Jesus and, you know, had encounters with Jesus. And yeah. I kept saying, that's what I want. That's what I want. But as he was drawing me, Mike, I started getting attacks from the enemy. Of course. And where I'm telling you, just as I had a face-to-face -face encounter with Jesus, I had a face-to-face -face encounter with the enemy who just told me that he wasn't going to let me go. And one night, right before my encounter, see, because when I was involved in all of these occult practices, I wasn't realizing that I was serving Satan. That's how, you know, he makes it so that you don't know what you're really involved in. Most people are not aware that these practices he's a wolf you're serving he's yes a wolf. exactly he's a wolf. And, you know it's funny when you say that I, I had this other vision now just as you were saying that is that you know he's a deceiver yes one of my favorite ministers john hagee says that god is the revealer of the secrets that the enemy tries to tell us right like he's the one that reveals it and i remember when i was in spiritual warfare and a friend of mine said this sylvia and you this will lead right into your the, the next phase of what you're about to say is he said you know you're not lying to anybody and i was like what are you talking about like i'm lying to everybody like i'm lying to my wife i'm lying to everybody and he's like no you're not and i was like what are you talking about dude yes i am he said no you're not he said the holy spirit lives inside of you you're just believing the lies that the enemy is telling you is the truth yeah amen yeah oh I said, I kid you not. I said it just like this. I said, what did you say? And he said, you're just believing 
that the lies the enemy is telling you is the truth. He said, you need to cut that cord from around your neck and you need to replace the lies with the truth. I was yeah. Like, well, you know, one of the encounters that I had was with the enemy was I was in my bed sleeping. I was laying on my side and I was just, I couldn't even speak words. All I could speak was Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you. And I kept saying that over and over. And suddenly I was kicked between my shoulder blades. Middle of the night, I felt like it was a construction boot or like a military boot that kicked me between my shoulder Didn't blades. Didn't feel good. Didn't feel good. They didn't feel good. Mm. Obviously, there was no one there. No one in my home would kick me, right? But at that very moment, I say, the Holy Spirit gave me this instant revelation that I knew that that was the enemy who was telling me, shut up, stop calling on his name, because yep. he knew that as I called on his name, that he was going to show up for me. Yep. And, and yep. Yeah. And at that moment, I came to the realization, and I know it was the Holy Spirit who revealed it to me, that Satan's real. And if Satan is real, hell is real. And if Satan and hell are real, for sure, God is real, and I'm about to know him. And weeks later is when, four o'clock in the morning, I hear myself speaking in a language I don't understand. I have no control over this language that's coming out of my mouth. It was like somebody came up to me and opened my eyes and I went from my side. I was flipped over onto my belly and I got scared because there was this power in my room. And yeah. the first, yeah. Oh. And the first thought I had was God sent Satan to kill me. And I say that and I say, this is how distorted the enemy had my mind of who God is, that I would even have that thought. And suddenly, Michael, I hear this. You have nothing to fear. I am here. Mm. And I didn't hear it internally. I heard it outside yeah. speaking in my ear, but like I was certain that the entire house could hear this, right? It was so loud and so powerful. And the moment that I heard, you have nothing to fear, I am here. All fear went away. Yeah. And it was like this peace that it just it came Peaceful. over me and my god. And he then said, "How could you think I don't love you? And how could you think I don't see you when I know every prayer you've prayed and every tear you've cried?" And as he said that, all of a sudden like this projection opened in front of me and I could see images of myself on mm. the floor crying out to him. Mm. And he showed me every single moment of my life that he had been there. My God. It was this instant telepathic communication where direct access. Yeah. Questions that I had from the time I was a little girl, because, you know, Lori, Growing up without my dad and growing up in the way, knowing that my dad was murdered. And it always made me think like, what's going to happen to me if my mom dies? Like, where am I going to go? You know, like these questions I had that probably normal children, you know, aren't going to have. I had all of these questions and I would always say this, which is so amazing. 
if God is real, one day when I meet him, I'm going to ask him this. I'm going to ask him that. And I had all of these questions that I had since my childhood. And can you believe he answered all of them? It was like instant one right after the other. Right when you um, were ready for him. Yeah. At the, exactly. No, seriously, at the time when you're ready for them, it's wow. It, yeah. It's, it's funny. It's very, you'll have to, and you'll get this chance when you talk with Lisa, like, you guys have a very similar story in that aspect of how, you know, I believe that God, when God comes into our lives, he gives us revelation on things when we're ready for them. Right. In the perfect time. Right. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So all of these questions that I always had, he instantly answered them for me. And then a new question would come up. And before I was even done thinking of the question, he was answering the question oh and I had a pretty put together life on the outside, but only I knew what life was for me on the inside. Right. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was always just trying to strive to get to, you know, and like I said, to be all these things for all these people. And one thing that just crushed my heart was that I thought I wasn't a good mom. Mm. I thought that because of divorce, I failed my children because of having to work so many hours, I failed my children, all of these different things that quite honestly, the enemy and not to give him a platform, but because this is the truth, the enemy had convinced me of these terrible things, all this condemnation. So I go from hearing his voice to actually seeing Jesus. And the first thing he says to me is, I'm so proud of you for the way that you have cared for these children that I have entrusted onto you. My God. Now, I'd never said to anyone that I felt that I was a failure of a mom. So this was what was in my heart, the thoughts that I had to myself that yes. he immediately confronted. So one of the points that I always share is my encounter with Jesus, first and foremost, confronted the lie that I wasn't good enough. You know, it says the truth shall set you free. So the truth cast down the lie immediately. Yes. That I wasn't good enough. Yes. When I heard his voice before I even saw Jesus manifest and he said, you have nothing to fear. I am here. Mm. My immediate response was, Abba, is this you? Yes. God. Now, I had no idea what Abba meant. <laughs> uh. So I know. My spirit was recognizing, in fact, it says it in Romans, that our spirit cries out, Abba, Father. Yes. Our spirit recognizes his spirit. Yes. And my spirit had recognized that and cried out, Abba. And my God. So again, he's showing me that he is my Abba, that I'm not an orphan, right? He's affirming my identity in him immediately. You're his, you're his inheritance. And I'm in his yeah and we become that right like we right we become one with him it's our inheritance that we've received right that's, so that's yeah. right yeah so the next thing he did he took me in the spirit in front of my mom and mm. he said so no to one me, in your you no must... one in your family knew the lord at this time yes my grandmother she okay. was a believer she actually planted the seed when i was six years old but <laughs> me too but you know, I, I went my, my own way. was authority didn't... growing up. There was, yeah. Yeah. there was no one like her. There was no one in my life that, 
literally Sylvia, she would, we would watch, she was a big Cincinnati Reds baseball fan and she would crochet, which I never could figure out. Cause I don't think I could like, you know, figure out what, and she yeah. would do it without looking. It wasn't like she was watching what she was doing. Right. She was just, and watching TV and preaching the gospel to me. Oh, yeah. it was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I can only focus on one thing. Right. I just want to <laughs> listen to you. Right. And so, yeah, so no, so tell me, okay, so back to what happened in front of your mom. Yes. So, you know, I do want to say my grandmother planted the seed, but you know, salvation is an individual thing for each one of us. And I just, I went in my own direction. Also my oldest brother, Joe, he was a believer for years and he started sharing the gospel with me and I rejected it every time. And so at that point in my life, I had these two fundamental people in my life who had shared the gospel with me and I had rejected it. Wow. Yeah. So for anyone out there listening, like there is no one too far gone. So the Lord takes me before my mom, Mike, and he says, you must forgive. And I actually looked at him and I said, you know, that's a tall order. And I was prepared to present my case as to why I had the right to hold offense. And he looked at me so full of love, but so full of authority. And he said, I'm not asking. I'm telling you, you must forgive. Mm. And when he said that and he looked at me, I broke down because all I could see in his eyes was love. Yes. Was love, was compassion, was forgiveness itself, not only for me, but for my mom. And he allowed me to feel what he felt for her. Wow. So I just said to him, Lord, help me forgive. And when I tell you, he certainly helped me forgive. Then he took me to my friend's house, not a believer. In fact, big into new age practices. She had just been diagnosed with breast cancer Mm. and she was saging her house and putting crystals on herself, you know, like doing all of these things, except calling it all. Yeah. Except except calling on Jehovah Jireh, right? That's right. Exactly. So all those things were her provider, we say in that realm, the, right? Right. Well, you know what? He stood before her and I'm standing next to him and he put his right hand out. And from his right hand, this white ball came out. And I could tell mm. Mike that there was fire power in that ball. And he put his hand to her chest. And that white ball went like a light through her entire body. And he said to me, tell her she is healed. And, you know, since that moment, not one cancer cell has been found in her body. Glory to you, God. Hallelujah. And you know what really overwhelmed me about that was that she was not seeking him. She was not calling out to him. She was not believing Jesus for healing or miracle or anything like that. But he is good and he is faithful in spite of us. Yeah. You know what's what's also good about that too, Sylvia? I wanted to share this with you as I was thinking. 
and you know, obviously we don't believe in coincidence because there's nowhere in the Bible that it talks, the word coincidence doesn't exist. Right. right. So I hold up in the background, a, a thing that I just had looked up recently on the right hand of God. Right. Wow. And <laughs> yeah, so this is what's awesome. So it talks about different ways of God and just throw this in, just listen to this. The right hand of the Lord is glorious in power. Listen to this. This is from Exodus 15. It says it shatters the enemy. It says the right hand of the Lord has pleasures forevermore. He rescues us with his right hand. His right hand possesses saving strength. It's in Psalms 20 wow. and 6. His right hand will bring us to a new life. His right hand upholds us. His right hand is full of righteousness. His right hand brings victory and is exalted above the enemy. Just think about that. That's just a couple of wow. them. Like when you were wow. saying that, I'm just thinking like, wow, I was like, where did, oh no, I was like, yeah, I remember looking this up the other day. So just, it's not a coincidence that the right hand was, you know, and yeah. you know, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the father, you know? So I think yes, that's just, that's so powerful. I was like, oh felt that emotional wave come over and I was like, Oh, where did I hear that from? So, yeah. So, yeah. Ooh. So, you know, I came out of that encounter and like I said, you know, the first thing he did, Mike was affirm me, affirm this little girl who all of her life until that moment felt like I don't have a dad. I don't have mm. anyone to protect me. I don't have anyone to, you know, kind of like, you know, how dads are like, you know, the ones that their little girls stand behind. And, so and you can have one that's was... not present too. you can have a father in your life. Exactly. That's just that's that you don't know is is all but, the things that you just talked about. He's just a representation of a father, not true father. So I, I the reason I threw that in is because yeah. that was me. I had a father, but he was an alcoholic and a and very abusive and. I didn't see any Jesus in him. I would have rather have not had a father, to be honest, but yeah. I didn't anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, so the first thing he did was affirm me as his daughter because he came to me as Abba father. Then he immediately tore down the lie that I wasn't good enough. Yes. Then he talked to me about forgiveness. So, to understand that forgiveness is not an option. And he said to me, unforgiveness will keep you in bondage, daughter. And I have so much more for you than that. And then the healing of my friend who wasn't even seeking him, didn't believe in him. But the message was, A, he is the ultimate healer. And B, he's faithful in spite of us. Yes. Even when we're not. Yes. Because that's his nature. Yes. So those are the points that I, you know, like to share uh, because there's so many people out there who blame God or who don't think he's good. And, you know, those are just lies that the enemy uses. He uses whatever he can in our lives to go against God, to pull us away from not only having relationship with the Lord, but from understanding why we're here, yes. what our purpose is. Yes. And, yes. you know, the fact is that he intentionally created each one of us with a plan and a purpose and an mm -hmm. assignment to complete yes. here. Yes. Yes. So let me ask you a question. 
So let's take this last five or 10 minutes here and let's talk about what transpired since then, like where you are now in your mission and your vision for what you want to do. Cause I know you're an entrepreneur. I know you have businesses that are successful, became this amazing speaker. And so, so talk about that, talk about that transition and kind of finish with this, like where you're going, like, cause my scripture that I've been speaking over everybody, and I, I speak that over Sylvia today, is that Haggai 2 and verse 9 says that the latter days of our house will be greater than the former, right? Like, God didn't just give that to us just to read it and say, oh, yay, like, that's great, right? No, I believe as a believer that a lot of times scripture is there, but we don't acknowledge it, right? Like, we we say, oh, yeah, that's for the old people or that's the, the you know, that's under the whatever, right? But when the Holy Spirit told me that is right after I went into full-time ministry, right after I laid down multiple incomes, significant incomes to ask people to support me financially, like the most uncomfortable thing you could ever possibly imagine, right? Like you have to completely trust God with everything, like every ounce of your being, like you know, you just, you see it moving and I've swatched the hand of that. So let's dive into that as we finish and just talk about that. Like what's transpired in your life, how you do business, how it brought you to Florida and kind of the direction that you're going now. Yeah. Well, the first thing I want to say is that one moment in his presence, whatever it looks like for you, for me, it was, you know, feeling his presence, seeing Jesus but one moment in his presence will transform your life. Yes. And that's what it did for me. So I came out of that encounter. My life was completely different. I was completely different. He healed me from the inside out. And I just started seeing, Michael, that and understanding, having the deep understanding. Yeah, that, that right there. Everything is God. Yeah, he is in everything and that he is my savior. I'm not my savior. My job is not my savior. My children are not my savior. Like he is and my you're savior. no longer a savior. <laughs> and I'm no right? longer a savior. <laughs> I, you know, I say this, I'm not the savior, but I can point you to him. Yeah, um, that's so, what I'm talking right? about. Yeah, we got all, we got a whole bunch of fingers pointing towards him. Right. Absolutely. Right. So I just, you know, continued seeking him. My life was transformed in my heart. And in the years that have passed since He's just put this overwhelming desire in me to serve in the way of letting everyone know about him, sharing my testimony. He gave me this podcast called Saved by Grace. He's, he told me, you're going to have a podcast and the guests will come on, share their testimonies, which if you remember when I said, you know, I started listening to testimonies on YouTube. So basically that's what my podcast does. The guests share their testimonies, right? So I host the podcast. He told me I'm moving you to Florida. And I want to just say everything takes obedience and surrender. So mm. I didn't have to come to Florida, back to why, but back I had, to my, a, yeah, that's so good. Obedience and surrender. I'll write, I'll write that down. Obedience and surrender. I didn't have to move to Florida and moving to Florida seemed kind of crazy, to be honest, because I have my business in New York, my family, my children are all there, but I knew that he was calling me to come here. Amen. Yeah. 
Amen. And the truth is there's the conviction in my heart that he's never going to lead me down a road of destruction. Whatever Good. his plan was, it's for greater. Yes. And so when I came here, I felt led to go to Bible college. So yeah. yeah, so I've been going to Bible college. I graduate this coming May. I started mentoring women in their walk with the Lord, just helping Amen. them you know, get to know him better and understand who they are in Christ and doing the public speaking, you know, Christian speaking and just sharing my testimony and sharing his love with everyone. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I'm so grateful that you made those choices. Like you just listened and surrendered. And so tell us how people can connect with you more and how people can get to know you better. You know, I'm excited because when the Lord told me to take this break and then, you know, really come back after I got fully moved in to do the podcast, I started, I was like, okay, like you've given, given me all these names of people. Like now they just have to say yes. And then one person after another said, yes, one person said, yes, another person said, yes, another person said, yes. And so, you know, I want to be more connected with people who say yes, like, yes. you know, anytime you connect with God in a way where he's your source, right? Like it's a transition from a dream and I won't tell it, but I'll share it with you some other time, but uh, that I had before COVID happened. And the Lord told me that the next season of my life, which I believe is Haggai two verse nine is that he was transitioning. He said, we're going to put a break, a permanent break on my permissible will for your life. And we're going to put the gas pedal down on my perfect will for your life. I was like, Amen. well, I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, what does that look like? And he said, close your eyes. And he said, can you see it? And all I saw was him, right? Like, he's like, can you see it? He said it third time. And then when he said it the third time, he was gone from my dream. And I woke up and I was like, no, I want to go back to sleep, right? Like, I want to go back to sleep, right? And, you know, when you do that, you're not going back to sleep, right? You're waking up and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. you know. And so I've watched that happen. I've watched that happen. And I'm completely obedient to living this day to the fullest because none of us are promised tomorrow. We don't live with an expectation that, you know, uh, oh, I'll do that in three months or I'll do that. We have to be obedient in those things, but we have to live for today because somebody may come in our life that needs Jesus right that day. Like Sylvia, I can't yeah. even begin to tell you the fruit that's came from my ministry, like coaches and athletes and moms and saying, We're, my kids are so grateful that you're at the school. It's only been four months. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when it's a year or two years or five years and kids that I've watched from when they were soft, you know, in eighth grade come all the way up. I mean, one of the schools, their basketball girls, basketball team will probably win the state championship. I need to rechange that because if they listen to this, I'm going to say they will win the state championship because I've been telling them that like, you know, when you're beating teams by they've won their last 12 games in a row and it's been by over 25 points or more that they've won their games by. Okay. Wow. So that's just taking people out back. Right. <laughs> like, like that's just like, that's like what we do to the enemy. Right. Like we just, we get them in a headlock and we just crush it down. Right. And, mm -hmm. and I've realized that, you know, two of the best players on that team are eighth graders. Like I get to be around these people. They're eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, right? Like I get to make a massive input. Three of the coaches 
them and their wives and their kids are going to our church. Like in 90, 120 days, like really, like what's, you know, come on, let's go, let's keep going. Right. And so tell us how people can connect with you and get to know you better. And, and obviously listen to your podcast. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So for the podcast, it's saved by grace, pdcst.com. And really every episode or most of every episode is on there. Great testimonies. And to connect with me, it's sylviamentors.com. I'm also on Facebook at Sylvia Puentes and on Instagram, Sil Puentes. And I would just love to, you know, connect with anyone out there who, who listen, whatever you need, if you want to hear more about the testimony, because obviously this was the abbreviated <laughs> version. So yeah. Or anything. I'm just so happy to connect with anyone out there. And Mike, I would like to leave your listeners with two things. One is never underestimate the power of sharing the gospel and praying for someone. You know, my grandmother witnessed to me when I was six and my brother shared the gospel for 16 years before I actually got saved, before I actually called out to God. And the other thing is, that as we share the gospel, really the most important thing is, is to share his love. Yes. Because I can describe the physical encounter of seeing Jesus face to face, but what overwhelmed me the most was the love that I experienced in his presence. Amen. Was that I'm a mom to two amazing people. And no matter how old they get, I look at them and it still feels like my heart's going to burst out of my chest. There's nothing I wouldn't do for, right. Nothing I wouldn't do for my babies, but the love that I received from him was far, far infinitely greater than that love. So those are the two things, you know, sharing his love, because that is what will transform people's lives and never giving up on praying someone into the kingdom. I love that. I love that. I'm going to, I wrote that down and, you know, I've said this when we started, Sylvia, I selfishly do these for myself and my wife and people that I love. Right. Because I feel like I want to get to know them, you know, deeper and better. Like I just told my friend, Mark Harbert, like you're coming on my podcast this month, like, you know, Mm -hmm. book a time. I told my friend, Bobby Petroselli, who Sylvia and I are both good friends with. And And, you know, next week I'm interviewing another girl from our networking group that I really just saw the fire of God upon her life. And so I will have all this in the show notes. I hope that you guys will take the time to connect with Sylvia. I'm so grateful that my wife and I have been able to get to know her as a friend, but now we get to do work together for eternity, right? Like we're just partnered together for eternity. And so... I hope that you guys will be challenged to go and connect with her and share this podcast with other people so that they can be encouraged. And I say this to finish every episode that I ever do. I hope that you will love God. I hope that you will live with passion, vision, and purpose, passion, vision, and purpose, love God and live with passion, vision, and purpose. And so thanks Sylvia again. Thanks for everybody that's listening. And so I hope until we see you next time that you will love God and you'll do the things that you've heard today, that you've heard 
So if you talk about, and as I said, you know, that you'll live with passion, vision, and purpose. And so till the next time of the HeFluence podcast, God bless you all. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the HeFluence podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. And as always, you can follow Michael on all social media platforms at Michael David Huey or www.michaeldavidhuey.com. Until next time, God bless and take care.